One of the things that became very obvious while running a billing company is that in order to successfully to go after harder to collect claims, you really need to have economies of scale. And economies of scale basically mean that you have to be large enough that you can allocate some resources to do things. So if you've got 20 employees or 200 employees, you can have much greater economies of scale if you have 200 employees because you're processing 10 times as many claims and therefore you can afford to have some additional resources that you might not be able to afford to have in a company that has 20 employees, for example. And management resources are really required in order to solve a lot of problems in billing like identifying issues with payers or registration issues or enrollments, IT issues, EDI issues, basically doing analysis and problem solving. And the more managers you have in a company and the more layers of managing of a company, the more you are potentially able to afford to have analysts in-house or managers who are really adept at doing analysis and one of the problems, of course, too, is if it takes, I'm going to make something up, 10 hours to solve a particular problem from start to finish between pulling data, analyzing, identifying a problem, digging in deeply to get more information on it, um, charting a solution, and then tracking, uh, you know, and following through with the implementation of some change, and then pulling data later to confirm that, in fact, the improvement has occurred. If you do that work, let's say it's 10 hours to solve 40 claims, that's really not very financially efficient. And oftentimes what we find is that if there's a particular problem with a payer or a type of procedure, whatever it is, it affects a block of claims. So it affects 40 claims, or if you're larger, it affects 4,000 claims with that particular payer. And so this is what I mean by economies of scale which is if, a, if it's a fixed amount of effort to fix a problem, and it's usually pretty close to that, enroll a provider, whatever it might be, or fix a EDI issue, and that solves 40 claims or it solves 4,000 claims, it really is only going to make financial sense if you have better economies of scale because you have way more claims going through because then you get way more revenue as a result of solving that individual claim, 10, 100 times as much revenue. We also see in that Pareto effect, where people oftentimes call it the 80-20 rule, which is going and doing analysis to solve big problems, great, maybe everybody can do that, but to get down to the second or third tier set of problems that maybe only affect 1% of claims or a fraction of a percent of claims, you know, if something affects a half percent of claims and that's 150 claims, okay, maybe you never get around to solving something that solves 50 or 75 or whatever number of claims, but if that half a percent represents 6,000 claims, well, yeah, now you suddenly got to the half percent problem because solving something that represents 6,000 claims is worth it financially to do that. And so this is one of the reasons why solo provider billing, whether it's an in-house billing person or even a billing company you know, doing billing for that solo provider is not always very cost effective. And, you know, bringing in millions and millions of dollars for a larger provider is more feasible. And this is the reason why I think um, financially it's easier to have higher performance with a larger provider is because there are economies of scale when it comes to revenue cycle management specifically.
and it just doesn't work out as well for really small numbers of claims. And 15 years ago, we realized this and we took on small clients, but then eventually we really started taking on larger clients and focusing on larger clients. And because we knew that the only way to provide really great financial performance was to have some scale where we were able to allocate those management resources, billing managers, analysts, and so on to do all of that crunching numbers in order to identify how to solve their problems and then put the resources towards solving them, right? And this is one of the reasons why in theory at least, and it should be in practice, it's just that it depends on the billing company, but it should be that a billing company has the ability to have greater economies of scale. And in theory, all other things being equal, should be able to provide better financial results than in-house billing because they're billing for a much larger number of providers and doing a much larger volume of claim. But that's making the assumption that a billing company is larger than an in-house provider group. Um, and it's also making some other assumptions that relate to uh, incentive structures and other things that, that may then count against the billing company. But what I'm saying is all other things being equal, everybody has the same incentives. They're compensated the same way. Everybody wants to solve things as much as everybody else. If you are larger and a billing company can aggregate many providers, they should in theory be able to provide better financial performance than one of the individual billing providers billing for themselves. Again, that's not always the case, but in theory, that should be the case. The point is really more here, just economies of scale matter. So if you can analyze across all of those clients, let's say they specialize in cardiology or orthopedic and they've got 50 different orthopedic clients. Well, if you have a problem with a new type of procedure or there's some change in reimbursement or something like that, that's going to impact on all of your clients. You solve it once, it fixes it for everybody rather than solving it 50 different times with 50 different resources, right? So instead of solving... 100 claims for 50 different providers, you solve 5,000 claims all at once. And this is part of the reason why there's been so much pressure on rolling up and consolidating providers is because there are economies of scale. And hospitals, you know, generally are not good at billing with all respect to them. Um, so, you know, they oftentimes put together orthopedic, cardiology, and many other specialties. So they, they don't get some of the economies of scale you might get otherwise. So a single billing company that bills for 50 orthopedic practices has a different level of economy of scale and benefits that a hospital wouldn't have that has 50 different practices, some that are cardio, some ortho, some PT, some, you know, everything under the sun. They don't get the same economies of scale. Some of that is lost. And so we generally suggest that having some scale really matters. And even if that means banding together in order to do it, so maybe a group of providers all throw in together, even if they have separate you know, legal structures, they're not consolidating, they're separate entities. Maybe they pull some resources and say, hey, we're going to have some shared resources. Like we're going to have this manager and this analyst, this financial analyst, this data analyst, and these couple of people are going to do it for everybody. And therefore, we share those resources and get some of these economies of scale by pooling together and working together just for those things. And that's a great way to do it if you can't somehow consolidate or if you're not part of a larger entity or you don't have a top-rate billing company that's doing this for you that has the scale and the incentive and the resources and the desire and the capability and all the other things to do those things, right? So that's our subject on economies of scale and why they are so important in order to go after harder to collect claims. The net is 
doing analysis is very labor intensive and you need it to be able to solve large amounts of claims in order to dedicate those expensive and time consuming resources. And that's why economies of scale matter.